Welcome to the H&H Hour. If you're a first-time listener, we would love to welcome you. I am one of your hosts, Heidi Bolt, and my co-host and my sister is Heather Taves. Hi, Heather. Hello. It is incredibly freezing cold in central Illinois right now, mm-hmm. but the it sun is. is shining. Yep. And um, so we were in Pensacola, Florida, less um, just over a week ago. Okay. And it was about 70 to 75 to 80 degrees. Yeah. And then one week later, they had snow in Pensacola. That's crazy. They, the South has had snow before we've had snow. I know. We haven't had any snow yet. Our sweet sis in love had a little snowman up in Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's cracking me up. That's so funny. I have to laugh because today we're doing this chat. And I texted you before I came over and I said, hold on, I'll be there in a few minutes. I have to stop and grab a bottle of wine and some chocolate. <laughs> and then I show up at your house and on your counter was a bottle of wine and some chocolate. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just need a glass of wine. <laughs> Sometimes you do. Okay, Heather. So we're going to, um, this chat, we, we never have plans no. for what we're going to talk no, about we when we chat. We kind of just start talking and... Yeah. Um, see where it goes. Yeah. Okay. So today we've actually been talking before we hit record mm-hmm. and there's some heaviness. Mm-hmm. There's some like difficulty in life. And so we've been talking about this, mm-hmm. like ha- at what point do you just kind of faith it right. and push forward right. and like, which hey, is different. life than, is good. Which is different <laughs> than faking it. Right. I think sometimes people think if you're faithing it, you're faking it. Yeah. Like you're not being realistic about what's going on. But yeah. It, that's different. Right. Yeah. And at what point do you kind of acknowledge like, hey, that, there's some heaviness and mm-hmm. we're going to talk about this. Yeah. So um, I know you're kind of in a season where you guys are having to look at your family structure, your mm-hmm. all of the things that you help push forward right. in many different capacities right. and go, okay, something needs to shift. Yeah. Well, and it's so interesting because I don't think that I'm alone in this. Mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of people who feel this way where you feel like there are all of these balls that you keep in the air. Or actually, I prefer to, to use the analogy hats that mm-hmm. I wear. Mm-hmm. And I have this picture of like all the hats that are piled up on my head. Yeah. Okay. It's like very and, Dr. Seuss. Yes, very Dr. Seuss. <laughs> color and bright and fun <laughs> and cheery because we all need more yes. color in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes the hats get too heavy. Yeah. And when you are able to take one off and mm-hmm. lighten the load a little bit, you know, it does make a difference. And, but sometimes those are they're hard to remove. Yeah. It's hard to say no to something. But if it is impacting your family negatively, mm-hmm. if it is impacting your life negatively, and I'm talking about in a um in a way that isn't healthy, you know, right. or in a way that might be hurting your marriage or hurting yeah. your relationship with your children or your health, you know, right. or you're not able to get the amount of rest that you need because this, whatever it is, is taking too much time. And so I think a lot of people struggle with this because they don't know how to say no. Yeah. And they don't know how to prioritize things. Yeah. And so, and that's exactly what we're going through in, in our family of four right now is just looking at all of the hats that we wear. And saying, okay, there's too many right now. Um, We're weary. And we need to figure out a way to um, remove a couple so that we can be healthy. So we can be healthy in our marriage. So that we can be healthy in um, our parenting and in our family life. And for our friends and our family and for the church that we lead. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, honestly, it's not like 
they're all good hats. Right. Right. And and it's it's not like any of them are things that we are saying yes to because we feel um pressured right. to. They're just they're just hats that we've chosen to wear and now yeah. it's time to look at it and go, okay, yeah. what how do we so and I that's I'm speaking in all about hats. <laughs> so maybe I should be a little more specific. But you know, the reality, Heidi, is that you and I both wear a lot of hats and we have mm-hmm. a lot of different roles in our life. Mm-hmm. And we you know, we homeschool, mm-hmm. we help lead a church, we podcast, we have a home business that we both run, we mentor, we have people in our homes all the time, we're daughters, you know, we're we're wives, and so Saying yes to all of those things sometimes doesn't leave room to really focus on any one thing as much as you need to. Yeah. Well, it's interesting as I think about this. So, you know, I've shared with our listeners about my journey of having health struggles over the last year specifically, but, um, and I had to remove some of my extra things Mm -hmm. in life like hosting Mm -hmm. and, you know, having friends in our home. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's been an interesting kind of exercise that as I haven't had the the capacity Mm -hmm. and the energy to host people, um, how relationships have waned a little bit Mm -hmm. because, um, I would say relationships with other people, like friends and stuff. It's like, you've lost them a little bit. Um, Like they've just just been pushed pause on a little bit because in a lot of relationships, I'm the cheerleader. Mm. You know, I'm the one that pushes it forward. Mm-hmm. I'm the one, you know, and even in um, like extended family situations, mm-hmm. right. I'm the one that initiates conversation or mm-hmm. – um, and so it has been interesting to go, okay, so I've had to – let's use the hat analogy. I've had to take this hat off and put it on the shelf for yeah. a while and it's just sat there. Yeah. You know, and so I think um, – Like no one else picked it up to n- wear it. No one else picked it up. Yeah. yeah. And f- certainly there are specific people in my life, like my sisters, my mom. Yeah. You guys have been awesome at continuing that tight relationship. Right. You know, that right. constant. Um, but for the most part, everyone else has almost – there's been like this pause. It's mm-hmm. been pushed. And so I think the question is when – I think that's kind of the like the scary part of admitting when something is is too heavy too to carry. Like I'm going to take this off, but but then you know it, it might be lost. Mm-hmm. It might it, the so pause true. button might just be pushed, that's so true. and it might stay. Mm-hmm. And um, you, you know, it's not as if it's necessarily anyone's particular fault. It's right. just the when you're the leader of something mm-hmm. and you can't lead it anymore, mm-hmm. are you okay with it being mm-hmm. pushed pause? And I think. Also, sometimes, and I, I don't think this happened in your case, but I think particularly sometimes in my case, it's it's a matter of me n- maybe not communicating mm. um, my need yeah. or my feelings of particularly right now weariness yeah. and of just saying like, I, I need to step back in some things in my life so that I can continue to function in a healthy way long term. Yeah. yeah. We're not talking about dropping everything forever. Right. We're talking about a sela, yeah. a rest, a sabbatical. And I, I, part of me doesn't even want to say that because I'm ne- I'm just not a quitter, mm. you know. And I'm just like, no, I can power through this. Mm. Like I can, I can figure it out. And we've talked about this before. My husband travels for work. Mm-hmm. He's been traveling for ten years. Yeah, and um, that's a lot. That's a lot of powering through. Yeah. And so, you know, that's something that we have to look at as a family, too, and say, like, how is this affecting us as a family? What are our options? Mm-hmm. How do we 
we may not be able to um, change that particular thing in our life completely, but how do we balance it out then? What yeah. does it look like for me then to get space to rest and to mm-hmm. have downtime? And um, I just feel so close and burdened for single parents mm-hmm. who do it all by themselves yeah. all the time. And yeah. my heart goes out to them because I know um, a little taste of the load that they carry yeah. um, and just feeling like they're wearing all the hats by yeah. themselves. And know? they don't have the the day to look forward to of daddy coming home. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's or like mommy coming home. Yeah. Seven days a week. Right. Single parent. Right. Yeah. Right. So I think, you know, for me, it's hard to say like, yeah, I, it's a hard season right now. It's it's a weary mm-hmm. season. But I also know that God is so good. Yeah. And that wilderness seasons are never forever. Right. And God is always, he always has a plan to mm-hmm. restore you and yeah. to bring you out of the wilderness. Yeah. And so that's where I'm at of just saying, what are the steps that I can take? You know, what needs to be removed from my plate so that I can rest or so that I can be healthy? And then and then letting God do that work in my heart too, yeah. to really restore and not, not necessarily relying on other people mm-hmm. to fill that relying on God to fill it. Yeah. And I was just talking with a friend a few weeks ago and she actually um, stepped out of a job to go and stay home and be with her kids. And it, you know, in one way it leaves such a big hole Mm -hmm. in her life because of what she had done. In another way, it's, it's filling such a hole that was there. And so it's never... Either way, it's never going to be easy. It's right. like there's always going to be something that feels like there's a hole. Mm-hmm. Um, but but in just like we talk about, like yeah. what what is what is ordinary in your life that you need to put on the glasses and see is extraordinary. Yeah. So, well, and I think it's important to have to have this conversation mm-hmm. because um, I'm going to venture and say that probably many people that listen to this podcast mm-hmm. would could assume mm-hmm. that for you, for me, life is just peachy and mm-hmm. perfect. And we do. We have great lives. Yeah, we do. I, I'm not discounting what God has provided for us like in incredible ways. Yep. But that does not um, and take we have us enough- out of the difficulties of life. Right. And we also have an amazing support system. We do. And I'm so thankful for that in yeah. each other, yeah. in our mom, in our, yeah. you know, in our, our siblings yeah. and our spouses. And yeah. so that, but I think sometimes the, the struggle is that because we have that, we and because we're strong women, mm-hmm. we don't always notice when we are. Well, I think my weary. husband said it the best. I think he said um, he was talking about uh, me specifically, but also referencing you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you and your husband and Kip and myself are mm-hmm. very close friends, and so he said, you know, you and Heather are so strong, mm-hmm. and so a lot of times you have to like be on fire mm-hmm. before we recognize like, oh, there's a need. <gasps> oh, um, there's a fire. <laughs> um, so, and and one thing that it has taught me is like, I probably need to learn how to communicate yep. more promptly yeah. when I'm feeling there's like there something going on. there might be a fire on. starting. Yeah. <laughs> there might be a flicker here. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that's true with all of us though, yeah. is one, learning how to communicate, not to, not, not for the sake of like, venting our emotions right. or our frustrations, but who are the key people in our yeah. lives that need to hear the key things going on? Yeah. Um, like we're going to deal with mm-hmm. whatever's going on. Yeah. We're going to walk know? through this wilderness, even yeah. though it's 
tough. Well, because the wilderness is not meant to be camped in. No. It's meant to be walked That's through. Right. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be bro- come out mm-hmm. to come out on the other side of yeah. it. And to find that refreshment of, yeah. you know, the promised land, if you will. Right. And so um, I don't know. I just think through the conversations I've had recently, there there is a lot of heaviness in life right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And my prayer has been for so many people, Lord, let hope rise. Mm-hmm. You know, let the yeah. hope of you rise within their spirits, within our souls. Let only your power overtake whatever it is that is trying to overshadow mm-hmm. these souls that are yeah. yours. And, um, you know, as I say that, I think of some very specific situations. And then I also feel this excitement because I really do believe that the Lord is going to work mm-hmm. on the behalf of those that are asking and praying and pressing in and pushing mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. Um, the other day, uh, probably Friday, I think, yeah, it was Friday. I was I do all of the scripting for our church. So, you know, whatever's going to happen during our service, um, I plan out the order in which it's going to happen. And I was looking through our script and praying over the specific people that were in the band and coming on stage to Mm -hmm. do communion or whatever, whatever that was. And I heard the word overcomer. Mm. And it was such a perfect word for the people that were being being put on the stage that particular Sunday. Yeah. And even a couple of the people who were serving back in kids' church who were speaking on stage, including um one of my son's friends, mm-hmm. my one of my son's ten year old friends. Mm-hmm. And it's so neat to see God give us that reminder. Like it doesn't the Bible doesn't say you will be overcomers. It doesn't say you were overcomers. It says you are Right. Overcomers mm-hmm. by the blood of the lamb. Yeah. By the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to hold on to that word. Like we're, we may be walking through a season, but we've already overcome it because of Jesus. That's we're, right. We're, we're in the process of walking through this as overcomers. Mm-hmm. And um, it was so neat to see different people respond when I shared that in our production meeting on Sunday to see different people come up to me afterwards and say, I needed to hear that because right now I don't feel like an overcomer. Yeah. I'm like, I don't either. Yeah. Right now I feel like I want to uh, just kind of curl up in a little corner. Take a long and nap. Put a blanket <laughs> over my yeah. head and just shut everything out for a little while. And yeah. that doesn't feel very overcomer-ish, yeah. right? That sort of feels like quitter-ish. <laughs> but I think it's also, that's that's human. Right. You know, Jesus doesn't call us to be superhuman. Jesus right. created us human. Yeah. With the with great capacity, yeah. but also with this great need for rest. Yes. And for renewal. Right. Um so on this past Wednesday, we, you know, we homeschool, but we have um a whole bunch of families that we hire a science teacher mm-hmm. to teach our kids science. This woman is incredible. I just I love her. I don't even know her that intimately on a personal level. I just Watching her teach our kids, I love this woman. We have to get her on this on this show. I, I mean, that's like one of my goals for this next year is to get She's her phenomenal. on the show. But she was sharing with our kids we were going to be dissecting sheep's brain. Yes. And first of all, I have a six-year-old son in first grade. What six-year-old in first grade gets to dissect a sheep's brain? It's pretty awesome. Right? So we spend the first hour and a half of class talking about how the brain is designed mm. and all of the different elements of it and what different parts of the brain work in different ways and how we process emotions. And she did this exercise with us, Heather, which – So awkward. I feel like 
everyone needs to have to do I this agree. exercise. I so agree. So she partnered us up with people in the room. I feel like our listeners need to find someone right now. And do this. Or today and do this with them. Yes. Because it is so revealing. Oh, my goodness. So the kids had to choose a student in the room. And then the moms, the parents in the room had to choose a parent. Mm -hmm. And we were paired up. And she said, I'm going to start the timer. And when the timer starts, you have to face, look at each other face to face. No talking, no communicating. Like a foot apart. Foot apart. And you have to stare at each other for one full minute or until the timer goes off. She said, observe. Observe. Yes. And it was one of the hardest exercises I've ever done. Okay. Can I just ask you, how many times did you like look away and then realize you'd looked away and had to look back? So many times. I know. And the funny thing is I even have some teaching in communication. So I know like good communication is eye contact, right? Right. Right. And I was even like so drawn to look away and like – this woman and I, we could not stop laughing. I know. I'm like, why it was am so I uncomfortable? Laughing? It, it was, was so awkward. Okay, so let me ask you this, because we didn't we didn't really know the people very well. No. We've been in science class with them for a while, but it, we we're there for a lesson, so we're not right. like having conversation no. with them. So, what was your first thought as the timer starts and you start staring at this person? Not about the person, but about yourself. Um, about myself. Okay. Well, actually, my very first thought was. I went to competition mode. Okay. I thought, oh, we're going to have to remember as many facts about this person okay. as possible. Okay. So, you so sorted- what's her eye color? Okay. What's her hair like? Okay. What, so what's sort she of wearing? Knew, like what was coming? That's what I thought okay. she was going to ask okay. us to do. Like okay. recall all of these details like about this person. how many can the brain remember? So I started to tr- train my brain to okay. remember this person okay. in front of me. But did you have a thought of like, what does she think about me? Like, did you, did that crush your mind at all? Like, what is she seeing about me? Because yeah. you're standing next to someone. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like worse than HD on TV. Oh, yeah. Because you can see every, every pore. line, every wrinkle. <laughs> yes. Like, you're like, oh, do I have something in my teeth? Yeah. Did I shouldn't have had that coffee. Right? Like, yes. Did she smell my bad breath? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Did you have that? Because I had that feeling. Oh, that insecurity? Yes. And mm-hmm. I think that's the thing. I think everyone has those insecurities yep. when you, you realize that someone's paying attention to yeah. you. All yes. of a sudden, you're like – what about me? What should I have done differently today in order yes. to not feel like, insecure in I this feel, moment? Did I fill my eyebrows in correctly? <laughs> or do they look like I'm a goth person? I I literally had that thought. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> but I think that is so that, – that is how we view ourselves. Because here's yeah. what happened. As I stood, stood across from this mm-hmm. beautiful mm-hmm. mom – Yeah. That is about my age, yeah. that has wrinkles, that has, you know, all of the age stuff that I yeah. have at yeah. almost 40 years old. All I could think about was how pretty she was. Yeah. And I, I did not see her flaws. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you right. if she had any flaws. Right. I saw that her eyes were really pretty. Yeah. Um, I saw that she um, had... Um, she probably was smiling because we were all laughing because we, we were I, so we, embarrassed. I, I was like, she she seems a little nervous, yeah. but she's control. Like, I just – I picked up on all of these cool things. And then – and maybe you were going to say this and I just stole your thunder. No, it's okay. But Go. what happened was you, you started to look past yeah. their physical features. Mm-hmm. It was only a minute. And so – Oh, know, it felt like a lot more than a minute. It felt like a thousand <laughs> minutes. But you started to look past their yeah. physical features and you started, yeah. I think – see into their soul yeah. a little bit. Would yeah. you agree? I would agree with that. Um, so then the timer comes up and she's like, okay, now turn around mm-hmm. back to back, change five things about yourself mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. And 
everyone had to change five things mm-hmm. and then we had to reface each other and identify the things that had been changed yeah. on each other. Um, but that's a really long way to say the point of the entire exercise, that the point of the entire day from our science teacher, mm-hmm. who is a Christ follower, she's very intelligent. She talked about our mind mm-hmm. and she said, what does the word of God tell us to do every day with our mind? Mm-hmm. This was the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. Heather, was it like 20 minutes she took questions she took Asking. thoughts from the kids. Yes. Okay, kids, what does God ask us to do every day with our mind? Every, what does the Bible say to do every single and, day? And the kids are given all these really good yeah. answers Read and the thoughts. Bible, and pray, pray, and be kind, encourage people, and yeah. all these great things. And she was using those at teaching moments yeah. to have this great conversation. And you know, all of us parents on the sidelines are kind of chuckling because we know the answer. It took me a while to think of it, but I'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. Because right. we knew the answer, but she she taught us in such an interesting way. Yeah. Every day, the word of God says to renew our minds. Yeah. And it is so interesting when you think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, every day, we get the chance to say, Jesus, renew my mind. Yeah. Whatever's going on. Yeah. Whatever this heaviness is that I feel today. Yeah. Show me the root. Show me how to deal with this with you in honesty, not in sweeping it under the rug, but show Mm -hmm. me how to renew my mind. And what does that look like? Does that look like opening the word of God and Mm -hmm. speaking the promises of God over ourselves, Mm -hmm. over a situation Mm -hmm. of telling God back the things that we adore about him? Right. How do we renew our mind? What does that look like? But it struck me as so powerful to be studying the brain, something that is so incredible incredibly unique right. and wired by God, but that we have the power to renew it. Right. And I think that some people need to hear that yeah. because we often, I think, overlook that. Yeah. Like we just think that whatever's sitting there, whatever thought, mm-hmm. whatever feeling is sitting there mm-hmm. in our mind just gets to camp out. Mm-hmm. And so often that is not the case. Yeah. So often we get to go, nope, I have the power over this. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to renew my mind and I'm going to take whatever this is and I'm going to remove it and I'm going to fill it with the truth of God. That's so good. And I Um, think sometimes that looks, I I thought, I found it interesting that she didn't give us a list of things of how to do it. Yeah. Like we didn't even talk about how do you renew your mind? Yeah. She didn't even go there. Yeah. Um, and, And that made me really start to think about it's different for everyone. Absolutely. And I think it's different every day. Yes. For some people, some days, it might be taking a nap. Yeah. That might be yes. renewing your mind. Yeah. Because for you, it might be that you have a hard time shutting your brain off of, right. of your to-do list. And so by taking a nap, mm-hmm. you're you're turning it off for a little while. And, yeah. you know, yeah. in non-technical medical terms, yeah. you're turning your brain off. Your, your brain's yeah. never turned off until you're dead. But <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. And that might be... That re- that you just are able to rest, yeah. you know, and yeah. for other people, it might be going out with a friend and right. it looks different for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think it's different every single day. Yeah. And we need to be in tune enough with the Holy Spirit to say, what does my mind need today, right. God? And I think it comes back to that question of communication. So as I said across from my husband on date night with no interruptions, mm-hmm. I found myself going, I almost forget how to communicate mm-hmm. uninterrupted. And sometimes we're that way with the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. It's just yeah. going, okay, Holy Spirit, will you communicate to me? Because mm-hmm. I don't know how to do it myself. Mm-hmm. How do I renew today? 
Like, how do I renew my mind? How do I renew my spirit? Mm -hmm. Because only he can do that for us. Like all of the self-help books, Mm -hmm. all of the motivational speakers in all of the world Mm -hmm. could not renew what only the Holy Spirit can do. Right. And so. So if you feel, if you're feeling that way, if you're feeling weary, if you're feeling like you have too many hats on and you, you know, you're not juggling them now, ask yourself that question. Like, are you every single day renewing your mind? And I think it's number one, Heather, it's okay to feel that way. Yes. You know, I look at you, you're a very competent, very strong, smart, successful individual Mm -hmm. with a great marriage and great kids Mm -hmm. and a, you know, a beautiful home and money to buy food. The surroundings of your life are all good. Right. But it's still okay for you to feel like, man, this is heavy. And so I think that's the number one thing we have to come to terms with is that by not feeling great, that doesn't mean that something's wrong with us. Right. Or that we're not doing something right. Or that we, you know, there's something terrible going on that, you know, makes us less than the person next to us. Yeah. I think it's just important to be willing to acknowledge, like, I, I mean, I just, I need a moment, Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah that's so good. Um, that's so true. And I had this light bulb moment um, last week. I told some friends this on Friday night. I can tend to, because of some things from my past and some, um, some of the sort of ideologies of, of some things that I was taught and the way that we were raised and not necessarily from my parents, but from some of the outside influences that of things that we were involved in. Um, I can tend sometimes to go a little bit to that legalistic side Mm. of, um, works Mm. over grace. Mm -hmm. And that thought came into my mind of, well, I'm not doing this, this, and this. Therefore, that's why mm. I'm in in this. I'm not saying this very well, but I realize that God's grace is so much more mm. than I can even fathom. Yeah, and He understands mm-hmm. that when I am, um, even though I am not maybe doing all of the letter of the law things. Mm-hmm. It does not lessen how he feels about me. It right. does not lessen. He does not mm-hmm. look at me and go, oh, she's she's not really mm-hmm. in my graces today. Mm-hmm. She's not really at the top of my list today. No, that right. is not that is not his perspective of me. Yeah. But sometimes I feel like that's his perspective of yeah. me because I put that on myself. Yeah. I put that like, oh, I failed here, here, and that here. That spirit of perfectionism yep. where you think you've got yep. to reach a certain level in order to be acceptable or okay or good enough. Yeah. So um, I always love to see what the word of God says about something, Heather. And um, Isaiah 43, 2, it says that when you go through deep waters, it doesn't say if you go through Mm -hmm. deep waters, it says when you go through them, because the Lord knows we're all going to walk through deep waters. So when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. Mm -hmm. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The mm-hmm. flames will not consume mm-hmm. you. That's so good. And so I think just like encouraging you, mm-hmm. encouraging the listener that's going, Heather, I feel you. I'm right there with yeah. you. You know, like I'm in deep waters. Yeah. Like the Lord knew you would be in those deep waters. Yeah. And he says, I knew you would be there. Yeah. And so that's why I put that promise in my word to go, when you find yourself there, mm-hmm. I'm already there. Mm-hmm. 
I'm already there to catch you. I'm already there to uplift you, to hold you above water. I'm not going to let you drown. And, you know, when you find yourself in that fire, I will not let you burn up. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just think that 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 is for me, that's part of having to renew my mind. Mm-hmm. When those thoughts of negativity, when those thought, those lies come into my head mm-hmm. of going, I'm not good enough in this area, or I have dropped the ball mm-hmm. in this area, or or guilt or shame or whatever it looks right. like, you go, okay, but God, you knew I would be here. Yeah. And so what do you say about this? Yeah. What do you say about this moment? And then you let him speak into your mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And so often that happens not because you've got so much scripture memorized, but because you just open his word. Right. Yeah. And he goes, okay, here mm-hmm. is what I say about mm-hmm. this. Yeah. And you let him pick you up. Mm-hmm. I think so many times people camp out in the wilderness mm-hmm. because they don't open the word of God, yeah. because they don't know where to go, because God speaks through his word. And right. when you open it, he goes, okay, now move forward. Right. Okay, now yeah. turn right. Yeah. Okay, now keep going. Mm-hmm. And... That's what we have to keep doing. For me, that's what renewing my mind looks like. Mm-hmm. Yes, some days it's a nap because I wake up and I go, I can be a mom for four more hours today. Yeah. You know, yeah, after that right. nap. After a nap, yeah. And some days it's like, okay, I need that one verse from God's right. word to mm-hmm. speak life yeah, over me. That's so good. And I think it's really important too as friends and as um, fellow believers especially to recognize that it's okay for people to be in a season mm-hmm. of wilderness yeah. or a season of weariness and not yeah. necessarily see that as a negative, yeah. but use it as an opportunity to encourage, to love, to yep. pour out yep. whatever it is that your gift is. Yeah. If your gift is words of encouragement, give them those words of encouragement. Yep. If your gift is hosting someone in your home, have that person in your home. Yeah. You know, because I think what happens, at least in my experience, because I tend to be more of the leader in the circles that I am in. Right. Um, just in this season of my life, I haven't always been. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this season of my life, there are a lot of people that I encourage and pour into and lead. And it freaks them out mm-hmm. when they hear that I am not yeah. doing very well. Yeah. And I don't mean like I hear me say I'm okay, but right. it like when they go, oh, wait, she's not, yeah. she's having a hard time. Their first response is like, oh, I don't know. Like they put their hands in the air like, uh, yeah. this yeah. makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think it's really important <clears throat> that we recognize that everyone mm-hmm. goes through hardships. Yeah. Everyone needs to be encouraged. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to be. And so who in your life? Yeah. Is that who, who look around and say, who needs my gift right now? Yeah. Who needs me? Like mom did for you. Mm -hmm. You know, mom has just been such a gift to you and your family in this season because she recognized that her gift was something that would fill the need, fill a need in your life that was, you know, a desperate need. And, and if we were all doing that for Mm -hmm. the people in our lives, instead of going, oh, that person that that freaks me out that they might, might not have it all together. Yeah. You know, and just yeah. that, that's been interesting for me to walk through as, as I've not just this season, but different seasons have gone through things where I've opened up and shared with mm-hmm. people. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, I can't handle the fact that you're not okay. Like I can't handle to know that you don't have it all together. Yeah. 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 
which yeah. isn't fair because it dehumanizes me. Right. Um, and it put, has put me on a pedestal where I don't want to be on because right. I am just as human as anyone. Yeah. I have flaws and yeah. sin and struggles and wilderness seasons just yeah. like anyone else. And So I think what I'm hearing you say, and I think the encouragement to the listener yeah. is to never underestimate the power of what you have to offer. Mm. So if you – okay, let's use the church setting. You are a regular attendee of a church. Yeah. And a leader or an elder or someone that you see as a position of authority. Mm-hmm. Let's say God gives you this thought that you should do for them. Don't Go disregard. Do yeah. Go do it because yeah. you never know what that might encourage in them. That's so I've right. got two really quick stories, Heather, that I want to share because this goes right along with it. But Well, and before about, you share those, can yeah. I say this real yeah. quick? I think that's one thing that the people in our church do amazingly well. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're specifically talking about like our church that yeah. we are a part of. Yes. And they, they are rock stars at they that. They are. Like I am they blown are. away. I know. By the people that speak life into to all of us yeah. and to all the other people. Yeah. So I just want to, like, I want to give that shout out to our church because yeah. they do this. They're so generous and they're so giving. Yeah. And they're so amazing. Yeah. So, and this is about a woman in our church. So she's a little bit younger than me. Actually, she might be right about my age, but so I'm in leadership of our mm-hmm. church. So by default, she could see me as someone that did not need encouragement. Right. But a couple of months ago, she sent me a text and she's like, Heidi, um, do you by chance have a moment to talk? She's like, I just really need to share something with you. Usually when people reach out, it's um, they need counsel mm-hmm. or prayer yeah. or like, I'm in this really tough bind. I don't know what to do. What should I do? Kind right. of thing. Mm-hmm. So I kind of thought it was going to be that. So I called her and she's like, I just... I don't know. She's like, the Lord told me to pray for you. So I've been praying for you for the last many hours. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know if anyone's ever told me that, mm-hmm. that the Lord has had someone pray for them, for me for many hours. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and then God gave me this word for you. She's like, and I wrote it down because it was so strong and so specific. And she spoke this word mm-hmm. over me. And then she texted me a picture of what she had written so that I would have it to keep. And Heather, I'm telling you what, I wrote that down mm-hmm. and I put it on a sticky note mm-hmm. in the front page of my Bible mm-hmm. because every morning when I open my Bible, yeah. I need to be reminded of the promises of God's word that he has spoken over me, mm-hmm. of the prophetic words that he has spoken over my life. Yeah. And this woman had no idea that it would have such an impact on yeah. me. Yeah. But every day I'm seeing those words that were spoken over mm-hmm. my life and she was nervous to give it to me because mm-hmm. she's like, I don't know if this is weird because you're a leader and I'm not. Mm. And I'm like, no, you are. Right. Because in this moment, you're the messenger. That's right. And if God is speaking through mm-hmm. you, do not discount what God That's is going right. to do with that word. Mm-hmm. And so that was such an encouragement mm-hmm. to me. Um, and then the other thing that I thought was so cool is there's someone in my life who God has called me to be a big encourager of, Mm -hmm. and it's been a long journey and the answer has not come. And Mm -hmm. so we're just persisting and pursuing. And, um, pretty much every day there's some sort of contact with this person to try and inspire hope and faith and Mm -hmm. encouragement. And, um, I thought it was so cool because God gave me a verse to share with this person. And I was going to share it with this person today, Mm -hmm. actually, when we talked on the phone later. And, um, Yesterday, I'm sitting in church, and the guy that was preaching, Ryan, he gets up on stage, (laughs) and one of the very first things out of his mouth, he shares this exact phrase Hmm. that God had given me, Hmm. the exact same phrase Hmm. he shares in his message. And I was like, what? So I I wrote it down in my notes going, 
I've got to share this with her because this just confirmed that what God told me right. is what God wants. Yeah, he just confirmed it. Yeah. Then while I was at church, I had three individuals hand me Christmas cards and said, oh, here's your family Christmas card. And I threw them in my diaper bag. And then yesterday afternoon, I got home and I was going through my diaper bag and I'm like, oh, Christmas cards. I love Christmas cards. And I opened them. And Heather, two of the three Christmas cards had that exact same phrase wow. printed on the Christmas card. Wow. And so God gave me three confirmations in one day yeah. that what he had spoken was true. Yeah. And so I think just to say, like, God will use whatever he has to do mm-hmm. in order to confirm that he is so for you, that his word is not void, that his promise is not dead, that right. he is going to be faithful to fulfill whatever he has spoken. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes we just have to put it on the very front of our mind mm-hmm. so that we see it over and over and over again. Yeah. You know, like for me, I'm carrying that promise around in the front of my Bible mm-hmm. until God fulfills it. Yeah. And um, so seasons of wilderness are okay. Yeah. And, and I think us learning to communicate, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't mean that we're not capable it it makes us very human. Yeah. It makes you very human. Um, and it also gives other people the opportunity to use their gifts. Yeah. To help fill whatever void is there. And I want to speak into that a little bit because I think sometimes people wait for a title mm-hmm. or a platform. Yeah. And we all have a platform. We yeah. all have a title. Yeah. It's called Child of God. S- Child of God. Yeah. And when we don't recognize that as our platform, we miss out. Yes. And you don't need, you know, I, I have a title mm-hmm. as a leader of a church. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a title mm-hmm. and it really, yes, it gives us some leverage. It gives us some extra um, opportunity, if you will, mm-hmm. because people see that and they come to you because of that title, right? right? But that title doesn't propel us to go encourage others. Mm -mm. What propels us to go encourage others and to use our gifts for others is the spirit of God living inside of us. Absolutely. And every single person, if you are listening right now and you are a believer and you follow Jesus, you have that spirit of God in you. Yes. Go use it. Right. Go activate it. Yeah. Go encourage that person that you need to encourage. And if we all start doing that as children of God, if we all start activating that spirit inside of us and walking walking it out, um, I think that we would all have less wilderness seasons yeah. because of the encouragement and the life that we would be able to give each other, the way yeah. we would be able to hold each other up yeah. in those seasons and not just wait for someone who has a title yeah. to do it. Well, God's word says that. It says, brothers and sisters, encourage one another yes. and build each other up. Yes. And... um you know, and I think simple ways, a lot of people say like, oh, well, I don't really talk to people about Jesus because mm-hmm. I don't know enough about the Bible or I feel like I might feel stupid or I I might want to tell a verse, but I don't know the right, I don't know where it's found or the right words. And it's just, sometimes it's as simple, Heather, as telling a complete stranger in public, mm-hmm. hey, do you know that God loves you? Yeah. And you, you just watch the doors that God's opening. Yeah. And you may end up in a conversation that you're like, I don't even know if this is me speaking but there are words coming out of my mouth because when you open the door for God to use you, the Holy spirit shows Mm up. That's right. And, um, we're talking to your neighbor that you see every day as you walk down your street or go get your mail. Just, just a simple, a a simple question of, Hey, how are you doing? And when they say, Oh, I'm fine. You say, no, really, how are you doing? And And you probe, you probe a little bit. That's something that we need to be better at is 
probing questions, yeah. not not questions that make people, um, you know, feel like we're prying. Yeah. But but going, I really do care yeah. about the real answer, yeah. not just the the fake answer that we all give. So uh, recently, uh, Kip and I were at a social gathering, and there we were talking to his boss's boss. So someone that it would have been very easy to just let him lead the conversation, to let him ask all of the questions because mm-hmm. we were the subordinate, if you will. Right. And for whatever reason, I I just felt like the Holy Spirit was prompting me, like, just ask him about his himself. Mm-hmm. And he's a bit, a little bit older than us, you know, farther along mm-hmm. in marriage. And it came up that he'd been married, you know, like, like it was like high 20, okay. high 20 yeah. years, you know. And I'm like, Wow, congratulations. That's incredible. What's your secret? Mm-hmm. And I love doing that. I mm-hmm. love asking people ahead of me, what's your secret in marriage? What's your secret in parenting? Yeah. Because they almost all are like, oh my goodness, I don't know. Yeah. But then they give you a nugget of yeah. wisdom. Yeah. And whether it fits your family, great. But if it doesn't, you can discard it. But this guy, um, he kind of paused and thought and then he said, well, we've had a lot of hardships, but we've stuck it out. Hmm. And through a series of conversation, we found out that um, 12 years ago, he lost his nine-year-old daughter to to heart failure. Mm. And so for the next hour, we stood in this party and the three of us talked about his daughter Mm. who has now been with Jesus for 12 years, Mm. but that that is his daughter. Wow. He raised her for nine years and he was her baseball coach and, you know, they were very close. He Mm. was, she was his firstborn and, um... So this conversation that so easily could have been missed because he was the leader, because he was the boss. Right. I had never met him before that night. Right. Because you were willing to probe a little bit. Just to ask like, hey, what's your secret? And like, what an incredible conversation we had. I walked away from that night with a totally different feeling Mm -hmm. about the people that were in that Mm -hmm. room because of that conversation. And I just thought everyone has this great story. Everyone's got these heartaches, these hardships that they've walked through. But so often we just see them as like, well, he's the boss's boss. So therefore I wouldn't approach him. Or we just have our eyes on ourselves. Yeah. And we don't, we don't think about, and I, we've said this before on this podcast, but I think it's worth repeating over and over and over again. Mama said this to us for forever. When you walk in a room, Mm -hmm. your response should be, there you are. Yeah. Not here I am. Right. And that is turning your eyes to see other people yeah. and turning your attention on other people. And mm-hmm. that really does wonders for your own heart. Mm-hmm. When you take your eyes off of your own problem and you say, let me turn this around and focus on you. Yeah. And not very many people do that. Right. And we need to be better about that. We need to be the ones who go, there you are. Yeah. Let me let me look at you. Let yeah. me ask. Let me stand and observe you. Yes, for a minute. Yes, and not make this about me. Yeah, but make this about you. Yeah, yeah, oh, so good. And it can start off super awkward. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. Yeah, but the cool thing about that little exercise yeah. is, as I stood there and looked at this mom, yeah, it hit me. Oh, she has a young son, my son's age. Mm. I should invite him over for a play date, mm-hmm. and. You know, so then right as soon as the exercise was over, I'm like, okay, we can talk again. Yeah. Would your son want to come over for a play date? And yeah. then, you know, that just yeah. that conversation of, yeah. okay, so there could be a relationship there mm-hmm. built yeah. out of what could have been awkward. And isn't it interesting that vulnerability is what led to that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it was awkward and then it was, it was super vulnerable. Yeah. 
But that's what led then to more depth. Yeah. And that is what it takes in friendship, in your marriage, mm-hmm. in in anything. It yeah. takes being willing to be vulnerable, being yeah. willing to say, hey, you know what? The season I'm in, I'm in right now, I feel pretty crappy. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm tired. I'm worn out. Yeah. I feel like I haven't rested mm-hmm. in a very long time. And I feel like not really anybody mm-hmm. gets it mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. But when you're vulnerable, mm-hmm. that's when things start to change yeah. and people start to say, oh, you feel that way too? Yeah. Okay. Let me carry you through this or let right. me help you through this. And I right. think that that's what it, that's what relationships take. They take vulnerability. Yeah, for sure. So, well, good podcast. Good chat. Good talk. Good <laughs> so I'm so excited because next week mm. is our Christmas yes. extravaganza. Yeah. I mean, we're building this up to be like, you know, we're going <laughs> to give away a car. I wish that wouldn't be awesome. Someday, maybe we will. Maybe someday. Um, but I'm really excited because we're gonna have a couple of guests on, a mm-hmm. few guests yeah. that have been on in the past, and uh-huh. we're just gonna do a quick recap with them and yeah. do some fast facts and just have a fun time. Yeah. Play some cheery Christmas music. Yeah. And um so good. It'll end be fun. Of the year. <laughs> and It'll then fun. coming up in the new year, who knows what's gonna happen. Yeah, who knows? We're having some brainstorming. Mm-hmm. So if you have any awesome feedback for us about the H&H Hour, feel free to send it our way because we're we're just brainstorming and we're talking about what does this look like in 2018. And I would like to know really sincerely from your Truly. listeners, what do you like? Yep. What do you hate? <laughs> yep. Um, we can take it. Do we talk too much about ourselves or what, you know, what is it, what is it that really resonates with you? Yeah. What's making it, why do you come back and listen? Yeah. Um, yeah, send us you your feedback. We won't, we won't hate you for it. We'll love you for it. Yeah. Yeah. Because we really want to know, because we would do, we do want to move forward and we want to, yep. we want to make this the best possible, um, hour. Yeah. Like we know your time is valuable. So we yeah. want you to, to listen and feel valued when yes. you listen to it. So. We do. So we hope you're having a great week and, um, just know that we are praying for everyone that may be listening to this H and H hour, no matter what season you're walking through. Um, if you feel like Heather and I can be of encouragement to you, please reach out because we will take time, um, to hear your story, to pray with you if you'd like, and, um, just to see if we can help give you any direction and maybe what your next step looks like. So have a great week and we will see you. We'll talk to you next week. 